Chapter 18, An Unexpected Ally Alfie spent most of the next week in bed glaring up at the animals carved into the wooden canopy above his bed. He was thoroughly miserable. Madeline and Robin visited every day with news of the dress rehearsals for the play. Each time, Alfie interrogated them about the accident and tried to remind them about the chase through the tunnels, but they just looked at him pityingly. His entire family suddenly thought that Merkel and Snitch were wonderful human beings. It was all Alfie could do not to scream. Merkel and Snitch were tearing everything away from him, and with no one to talk to, he couldn't figure out what to do about it. His only consolation was that he was away from school for the time being, and the dragon seemed unable to penetrate the castle grounds. He had a feeling it was due to the castle being built by magic. Now he just needed to stop Merkel and Snitch from getting inside. He wondered if there was a way he could withdraw his offer of hosting the school play without everyone at school hating him forever. If only his dad would stop checking on him every 10 minutes, he might be able to think straight. By the end of the week, he was so desperate for something to do that he decided to clean his room. Sorting through the mounds of clothes, comics, and school books, he wondered if his dad's room looked just as bad. He imagined it was probably worse. A loud knock on the door made him jump and bang his head as he was scrambling around the bed to retrieve a last dirty sock. Telephone call, called Ashford as Alfie crawled out, wiping the balls of dust from his jeans. He noticed the butler glance at the talisman around his neck, then quickly look away. Alfie tucked it into his t-shirt and glared at Ashford. He didn't know who he, he, he didn't know who he could trust anymore. He had started locking his door at night and tried to avoid his dad and the butler as much as possible. Caspian Bone wishes to speak with you, said Ashford. Looking, looking slightly wounded by Alfie's reaction. Alfie hurried past him and down the stairs. He hadn't spoken to Caspian since moving day. What could he want? Good afternoon, said the lawyer almost as soon as the receiver touched Alfie's ear. I hope this call finds you convalesced. Alfie didn't bother asking how Caspian knew about his accident and let him continue uninterrupted. Orin Hopcroft left a message to be delivered to you on this date. He believed that you would be sufficiently recovered by your ordeal by now and wished for you to visit his study on this night. In all the anger and loneliness he had felt since his family had been hypnotized by Merkel and Snitch, Alfie had completely forgotten that Orin had promised to send him help. He asked that you look inside the wooden box on his desk, said Caspian. The key will come to you. How did you... How, how did he give you the message? Alfie burst out before he could stop himself. May I remind you that Mullen and Bone is a very long-established firm. 1086, to be precise, replied Caspian. We save a great many messages, documents, and items to pass on when the time is right. Never before. There is one such, this is one such message. Now, I believe you may have noticed our sentinels posted around the castle. Alfie looked out through one of the windows. He hadn't seen anyone around. Then he noticed the unusual number of ravens outside. 
at least two on every wall and several circling overhead. I see them, but why are they here? asked Alfie. The great druid wishes us to look out for you at this time. So you know about Merkel and Snitch? said Alfie. Can you help me too? I do not need to know the details, said Caspian. I have passed on Orn's message and bid you good day. Alfie stared at the receiver in surprise as the line clicked and the dial tone hummed through the earpiece. He had a good mind to call Caspian straight back and shout until he listened, but settled for kicking the umbrella stand, which unfortunately turned out to be made of cast iron. Orin hadn't specified a time, so Alfie waited until his dad was in bed and unlikely to check on him. Just after midnight, he grabbed a torch from his wall and scurried along the corridor to the library. Lighting the candles in Orin's study, he sat down at the druid's desk and reached for the wooden box that sat in the center, as if placed there just for him. There was a small keyhole on the front, but he didn't have the key. Caspian had said it would come to him. Was that some form of riddle, or had he forgotten to send it? As he turned the box over in his hands, there were footsteps from the passage that led into the study. Someone was coming through, and it didn't sound like his dad. Who's there? He croaked fearfully as a tall figure slipped into the room. The candlelight glinted off a sharp curved blade in the hand of the shadowy figure. What do you want? Alfie demanded, sounding braver than he felt. He lifted the box over his head, ready to use it as a weapon. I've brought something for you, said a soft, familiar voice. Ashford stepped out of the shadows. Now maybe you should put that down before you break whatever is inside. Alfie backed away, the box still held high. Why have you got a knife? Alfie could barely keep the wobble out of his voice as he found himself backed up against the shelves with nowhere else to go. This, said Ashford, looking down at the blade in his hand. I brought this for you. He swung his arm out toward Alfie, who leapt aside to dodge the blade, holding the box to his chest as a shield between himself and the butler. Ashford froze hand held out in front of him, horror written all over his face. Alfie looked down. The butler was offering offering him the knife, handle first. Was this some kind of trick? His fingers shook as he reached out to take it. Ashford seemed mortified by his reaction. You thought I was going to hurt you? He exclaimed. I'm so sorry. It's a ceremonial sickle part of a family heirloom. I believe you'll need it in order to follow the instructions in that box. Alfie stared at the butler. Caspian passed this on to me in a message from Orin. Ashford held out a small silver key. I was to bring it here at this time so that you would know to trust me. I do hope I haven't jeopardized your trust. Well, how could Orin possibly know you? Asked Alfie, sinking into Orin's armchair. Who are you, really? Your faithful butler, said Ashford, with absolute sincerity. Now, let's get this box open. I have been asked to help you with its contents. 
Inside the box was what looked like a shopping list of strange items. Packets of dried roots, small colored crystals, and a letter. Alfie opened it and read aloud. Dear Alfie, despite the terrible circumstances of our meeting, it was a pleasure to finally speak to you in person. It is clear that the two women you are facing must be revealed for their true selves and stopped before they can attempt to carry out their plans. I have asked Caspian to provide you with some protection, but for the sake of the continued containment of, of the magic you guard, you must learn to defend yourself against such enemies. I am sending this spell of revelation to help you. I am also leaving some of the items you will need for this potion. The rest would not survive the passage of time, which is why I have asked Munin and Bone to arrange for someone to help you. If it is the soul I have requested, he will know he will be able to perform the incantation on the back of this letter, instruct you in the potion's preparation, and find the remaining ingredients. However, I must warn you not to ask him more than he can tell you. He must remain silent on his past. To speak of it would jeopardize his very existence. Your friend always, Orin Hopcraft. Alfie flipped the letter over to reveal a string of ruins and stared up at Ashford in amazement. But how? The butler prepared to twist a key between his lips as he took the list from the box. Let's see, yarrow, black salt, agrimony, mandrake root, dragon's blood. Dragon's blood, gasped Alfie. How are we going to get that? It's a resin, not real blood, said Ashford. I might even have some handy. Everything else on this list is easy enough. I can have it all by tomorrow night. You can get this one. Mistletoe, read Alfie. There's some growing on the oak in the courtyard. It must be cut with a silver sickle under the moonlight. So use the one I've given you to collect some before we meet here at midnight tomorrow. Cut a little extra if you like, he smiled. Isn't Miss Sue visiting again for Christmas? Alfie glared at as Ashford smiled innocently back at him. Alfie felt ten times better the next day. Now there was at least one person in the world he could talk to. He read Orne's letter again, wondering if Ashford would really be able to help find all of the strange ingredients so quickly. The ravens were still stationed around the castle. He waved at them every time he passed a window, but was hardly surprised when they ignored him completely. At eleven o'clock, he got dressed and paddled down to the courtyard. Standing on the bench around the oak, he cut down a piece of mistletoe and felt himself blushing furiously as he thought of Amy. Ashford obviously didn't understand that a girl and a boy could be, could just be friends without any of that, that, that stuff. Ashford joined him in Orange study at midnight and set him to work with the pestle and mortar. Alfie used the opportunity to release some of the anger and frustration he had felt over the last week as he pounded the colored crystals and tree resins into powder. While he worked, Ashford chopped the herbs 
and crushed the juice out of the berries with one of his silver blades. If this works on Merkel and Snitch, said Alfie, mashing at the powder in the mortar as though it was his teacher's heads, will everyone get their memories back? Without knowing exactly what they did, I can't be sure, said Ashford, tipping the powder, herbs, and juice into a small purple bottle of liquid and carrying it over to the window. It revealed deep, dangerous secrets as well as someone's true nature. If there are any incantations surrounding them, it is likely that they will all be undone, and then we can stop them. Alfie hoped that this included the weird hypnosis that had worked on everyone. Sitting on the sill was a bowl of water lined with oak leaves and colored crystals shining gently in the moonlight. Ashford carefully added some of the water to the bottle, then began to read the runic incantation on the back of Orrin's letter. Alfie listened to the strange language flowing so easily from Ashford's lips and wondered where he had learned it. Finishing the incantation, the butler corked the bottle and passed it to Alfie. Shake it, he ordered. Imagine it stripping away all of the secrets and lies, lies from your Merkel and Snitch. Alfie took the bottle and shook until his arms hurt, picturing everyone seeing the two women revealed for their terrible selves. Finally, when his arms felt like jelly, he held the bottle up to the window. Against the bright white moon, he could see little motes of light floating gently behind the purple glass. It was like a tiny universe filled with stars. So I just throw it over Merkel and Snitch and they'll admit what they did and what they're planning to do. Everyone will be able to see how crazy they really are. It will have a mild effect if splashed on the skin. In order to work its full magic, they will need to drink a few drops. His voice took on a various very serious tone as he added they obviously have strong abilities of their own and won't be happy at the results of this potion for your own safety make sure that as many people as possible are present to help you if needed Alfie smiled grimly the danger was worth it if it meant getting his headmistresses out of his life and having his family back to normal. I see you've got the talisman back, said Ashford as Alfie turned to leave. You know about it? asked Alfie. Merkel and Snitch stole it. Ashford nodded. Not the first time it has been stolen. The last thief was the one who gave it to Orrin Hopcraft. Who was that? asked Alfie. But he need not have asked he could see the answer written on Ashford's face. Perhaps I'll be able to tell you about it someday, he smiled. Back in his room, Alfie hid the bottle away in one of the secret compartments in his bed. Lying in the dark, waiting for sleep to arrive, he tried to fathom how he was going to get Merkel and Snitch to drink the potion. Nestling into his pillow, he consoled himself with one thought. At least he knew where he was going to do it. The play would go ahead.